So we might be able to make the argument that one of the chief motivating factors uh, that is not discussed so often for very much of what we do might be described as trying to avoid facing ourselves or recognizing ourselves or dealing with what we have, quote-unquote, inside. Right? And uh, 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 consequently, we're led to very many activities under the guise uh, uh, of some or another uh, uh, supposed uh, interest that, that when in reality it's it's this it's this given motivation. What does that mean? So we say that um, <laughs> we no, no matter uh, who we are and no matter what we do, we have a particular uh, uh, basic character uh, of our fundamental nature. To so say, not to throw words around, but to, to describe it qualitatively. I want to feel what I call good, but for me to feel good. Uh, uh, there's many different ways for me to feel good, but in principle, it's the same thing, right? I want to feel whole. I want to feel adequate. I want to feel complete. I want to feel powerful. I want to have all of my desires satisfied. In principle, I want to feel free, autonomous, if that's any different than free. All these things, right? We say that uh, somebody could say, no, I don't want to feel whole. I don't want to feel free and powerful. Okay, why? Well, for What do you want then? I, I want to feel broken, and weak and, and worthless. For what reason, right? By definition. So then it would be something else. Maybe then it's satisfying some kind of guilt complex and that's leading to a greater feeling of adequacy or superiority or wholeness or something like this. But by definition, everything has to be in reference to uh, uh, our nature, in reference to reality. So, so we would say that. However, we would describe it, even if not in those particular terms, uh, we always have to act uh, for a positive reason, which translates to, uh, uh, we always have to act in order to satisfy our nature in some or another way, right? Even if very, uh, in a very lucidary way or short-term way, in some or another way. So, consequently, you would say that, uh, irrespective of the, the the tremendous range of folk ways and the unbelievable diversity uh, of psychological uh, uh, phenomena that that there obviously is. Uh, it, it, it's one thing to feel good, nonetheless, and it's another thing to feel bad. So consequently, we see that certain things uh, uh, do make us feel bad. For example, if I see that I harbor antisocial impulses, I, I, uh, I see that whenever I'm stuck with myself, I'm depressed and I feel broken and I feel lost and confused, right? That means I feel bad. And I don't want to feel bad. So consequently, I'm going to do what it takes in order to not feel bad. Uh, chances are, right, unless I'm specifically trained to, to, uh, to, to do otherwise. I'm going to do what it takes immediately to not feel bad. And here, I have a tremendous variety of options to not feel bad. Uh, basic common ones, I see I can turn to, 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 to drinking and turn to drugs and turn to all kinds of different substances can turn to all kinds of different entertainment and all kinds of different uh, addictions and gamblings and, and all these kinds of things. But another thing that I can do is I can uh, really busy myself and dive deep into some or another form of uh, even professional, even positive activity, but which plays the role of uh, allowing me to never have to really uncover and deal with myself. Right? Again, I uh, inside... I feel empty, I feel confused, I feel alienated, I, I know that I'm selfish, I know that I dislike other people and I cannot really relate to and find love for others. I know these things on some level. 
But further, that feels bad to, to think these things about myself. So then I have guilt. And then I have to say it's not true. And then I have guilt for lying. And I have to say it's not true that I'm lying. All these <laughs> this ball of pathologies gets rolling until inside I'm just one big ball of pathologies on a certain level. Not on the deepest level, of course, we would say, thankfully. But on a, on a pretty deep level. So now I, I find some kind of activity or some kind of ideology, something to hide behind, something which can uh, 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 hide me away from myself for as long as possible. And it can even be a very positive thing in itself. It can be that I immerse myself into charity work and now, you know, don't worry about me. Uh, the most important thing is to save the orphans and feed the, the hungry. Right? It may be that I uh, immerse myself in uh, somewhere or another uh, field that, that provides great cover for, for those of us that, that are, are going through these challenges right here. Maybe uh, um, the world is all about numbers. The world is all about st studies. Right? Don't talk to me about myself or about my personality. Show me a study and then I'm going to show you another study. We're only going to talk through studies. Only going to talk through through terms from the encyclopedia. Right? <laughs> I may hide behind uh, uh, the, the ideals of, of uh, progress. Right? I'm all about this form of government or about this form of material prosperity, right? I want to, again, I, I want to uh, make sure that the, everybody's flying to Mars in five years. This and that, we're not necessarily Mars anywhere. It doesn't matter. And not to pick anything on anything it can be, right? I start a business. I'm all about my business. But the, the, what unites all these kinds of things is that I never really have to take an honest look at myself. I never really have to deal uh, with myself, not to repeat too many times. So that's really the idea. So what's the problem, right? What's the issue? Isn't that a good thing? So we would say that uh, in our experience, we say that we can form a, a sort of split uh, of sorts. I, on the one hand, uh, I uh, can think of myself as an object to other people and to my concept of the world and to my concept of history. Meaning I can understand that if I, excuse me, go and I, you know, let's say that I have a particular job and I can think about how my employer views me as a tool in order to fulfill a certain end, then I can also conceptualize myself and view myself in that way. I can think about how my community views me as maybe a, the, the member of the community or somebody that organizes the cleaning trash. And then I can view myself like that too. I can think about how history may, may come to view me, right? Especially if I've attained a little bit of fame, maybe I've run for office politically or I've written books or whatever the case may be. So then I can view myself from that point of view. Right? I can view myself from the point of view of uh, my postulate, of my inner uh, kind of imagery of the cosmos, right? In which case, I'm really nothing because I'm picturing all these stars and these vast tracts of space and then saying, what am I? I'm just a little speck, a little dot of nothingness. <laughs> and really, any point of view at all I can take and then I can um, internalize it and, and view myself likewise from that point of view, needless to say. But we would say that uh, another way here is to, uh, uh, or, or despite the, the, the possibility of so doing, that cannot in principle ever uh, remove my status as a subject to my own self, meaning I also exist for my own self, right? I also exist as myself, as an I, whatever we want to say, as a subject to whom these different experiences and thoughts and perceptions and sensations, if we want to make that distinction, 
come across, right? I'm the one imagining the big cosmos when I do that. I'm the one imagining how I come across to other people. I'm the one imagining history and time and all these things. If I'm not imagining it, well, it's that that particular imagination is not there. Without further comment about what is there, that's a different conversation. Whatever it is that I imagine, as a matter of fact, it's not there, right? Uh, even uh, uh, our perceptions, again, without too much comment there say take something such as looking at a simple object like a pencil every time we move it a little bit that's a new image we change the lighting conditions that's a new image we change the distance that we're holding the pencil away from our eyes that's a new image right and think about all the endless amounts of combinations that we can have if we switch up the lighting and we switch up the distance from our eyes and we change our the position of it all and we can play with our eyeballs and we can shut one eye we can put on different kinds of glasses all these things so there's for all intents and purposes an infinite amount of images that can be had in connection with this pencil so which image is the one that is really there that has nothing at all to do with me right that's just there which one so we see it's very very complicated to comment on what is there and its relation to perceptions and all these things it's not so simple to say just whatever i see is just there don't don't worry about me that this image of the pencils there or which image right why not under a different lighting why only under certain lighting is the the image of the pencil the right one right so we see that we're a lot more uh complicit in our life experience than we may suppose thoughtlessly that that, that we are, right? Obviously, in in an unconscious state of nature, a person is not aware that uh, his or her, the entirety of his or her experience is mediated strictly in light of uh, his or her own individual attributes, meaning I don't understand, and I cannot understand prior to a certain age, but even after... Unless I've thought about it or I've been told, I'm not going to understand that uh, even something basic, that I understand my language because I speak my language. That's a big revelation for, for many of us. I understand my language because I've been taught it, right? Not just because the, the, my language has meaning in and of its own self, right? Uh, or that uh, I see color because, uh, thankfully, I'm not colorblind. I hear sounds because, techni- t- excuse me, t- thankfully and technically, I'm not deaf. I I think my thoughts because of my individual mind, my understanding of the world and of other people is contingent on my intellectual and, and ethical qualities. Right? It's not just there. Right? My uh, 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 overall uh, uh, kind of a view of things, whether they're good or bad, whether the world is a good place or bad place, that's strictly contingent on me. And again, my individual attributes. What there is aside from that and how it all kind of comes together in different perspectives, very interesting, complicated, uh, difficult questions, but doesn't take away from from the, the basic common sense points here, right? I close my eyes, whatever I saw, I don't see. I don't think the thoughts that I was thinking, those thoughts are gone. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood. And so forth and so on. So anyhow, we see that we can uh, uh, consider ourselves to exist as a subject for our own self. And here we see consequently that no amount of hiding away from ourself, no amount of viewing ourselves as an object or uh, insisting that other people so view us or, or immersing ourselves in some or another escape can ever help us out. I'm still right here. I could have spent my whole life hiding away from myself and from my dark feelings, right? I don't like myself. I don't like what's in my head. I don't like or accept my emotions or my reactions or my views. And I've been hiding my whole life. A hundred years I've been hiding. But the second I stop really trying, right, I'm, I'm right back to where I was. And I am anyways the whole time, right? But it, it just might get progressively more and more 
difficult and painful. Right? I spent my whole life hiding, and now I'm back. Uh, my my, uh, you know, it's time for me to retire. There's a change in my uh, personal life or professional life or in my activities or whatever the case may be. And shoot, the same person is right here. And we see that that is how it works. The same person is always there until we change him or her. Until I change myself, I'm exactly what I was. And I can never change. And I will never change unless I so do. Now, uh, obviously, we have a little steroid-like kind of... uh, uh, gain, uh, what's it called? Bonus, right? From the time of babyhood to, to whenever our maturation naturally fizzles out 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, whatever the case may be. But after that, unless we're engaged in something that is forcing us to mature and to grow and to develop, which is hard to find, right? Maybe we, we do very difficult things, whatever the case may be, it's, it's possible. But other than that, usually the maturation does stop and certainly. If we do hide from ourselves, we uh, also uh, are not going to be helped out there. So that's the idea. Because we have to change ourselves, and because we do exist as a subject and we can never truly run. We can run, but we can't hide. It's a good idea to simply meet ourselves, to say hi, to come out uh, from the bush or wherever we're hiding and to see what, what, what it's all about. And what helps here is to do so with a truly accepting attitude, right? I mean good. I'm not perfect. Also, our vanity stops us. Right now, I'm supposed to be perfect. No way. I I, I have uh, inside I'm depressed or I'm anxious. No, I'm perfect. No, we're not perfect. It's okay. Inside, I can be depressed. I can be anxious. I can be hateful. I can be uh, jealous, petty, miserable, anything. It's all good, right? I accept it. I take a look at it. And then I I, I think about, uh, you know, what, what are the causes here? What can I do? to level up, to elevate myself? What, how am I misunderstanding the world? What am I getting wrong about myself or about other people or about the, the, how, how things are supposed to work? Correct my understandings. I clarify some of my thoughts. I begin to live that out and live out a different kind of program to so say. And consequently, I should improve my inner being, my self-experience as a subject. And then hopefully, not only will I not need to hide from myself as a subject, as an I, but I'll love myself as an I, as a subject, because I always have to so say a refuge to go to. I can always be me. I don't always need to only exist as something to you, right? Now, uh, my whole identity is is as an employee. Now I'm fired. Well, I've got nothing, right? My whole uh, identity is in a certain relationship and not such a healthy way. Now it might be over, unfortunately. I've got nothing. But if I can build myself up in a healthy, satisfactory way, I always have myself, Right? Even if I'm nothing to an employer, I'm nothing to you, to you and to you, the society, to the world, to the cosmos, it's okay. Because I'm something to me and ultimately that's what counts because that's the reality. That's what I, whatever it is and that's what I am. Right? So that's the idea. We can think about it and do it. Thank you for listening.